Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to the Not So Daily Show. The show comes to you daily, except when it doesn't. I'm your host, Timber Kevin. Joined today by a political analyst and man with the coolest name in the world. <laughs> What's good, bro? I'm so excited. I can't hide it. <laughs> we missed you, bro. I missed you guys so we much. I missed you. you guys so much. But yeah, we're back. Ah, it's good to have you. Back. Good to be back. Yeah. Aye. Let's go. Let's go into some politics then. Ah, let's go into it. Let's go into it. Aye. Let's start with President Cyril Ramaphosa's appearance at the Zondo Commission. Uh, Cyril Ramaphosa's appearance was easier than a chartered accounting exam for white people. He was on fire, drawing even more laughs than Kevin Hart in his latest stand-up comedy on Netflix. I so, thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to. <laughs> Give some change, I would say, four years. <laughs> I may want to steal them to come and work for us. <laughs> Please wait, let's finish the commission's work first. <laughs> She votes alone. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President. Ramaphosa's story when asked about the CR17 campaign funding was so inconsistent, first claiming that he didn't know what was going on, then saying that the money that was raised was far less than a billion, only 300 million for t-shirts and airtime. The campaign managers had taken a conscious decision that they would not involve me at all in the fundraising process. Up till today, I don't know how those funds have been managed. It's been said that a billion rand was raised. It was never a billion rand. I'm told that the money that was raised was some 300 million or so, but never a billion. But what was the money used for? It was used to transport people, to hire venues, travel for airtime, and all those types of things. I should explain this. When some of the money was given, particularly by Mr. Watson. It went from one account to another, and he moved the money from one account to the other, and uh, it sounded then to the public protector that that was money laundering, that, and uh, there was no such money laundering. Uh. So luckily for him, the commission evidence leaders were more forgiving than Khloe Kardashian, so he just kept going and going. But. President Ramaphosa was not even the most interesting part of last week's commission. Noma Gigawa put an end to all pillow talk as we know it. She told the commission everything that Melissa has ever confided in her during their marriage, showing that a woman's shoulder is clearly not a shoulder to cry on. Mr. Gigawa's advisor. You mean the Guptas? Yes. Well, what was AJ Gupta briefing Mr. Gigawa about? What was the sorts of things that he briefed him about? So sometimes you will brief him about the SAA or you will brief him about Transnet. What was discussed or what was briefed in relation to Transnet? Most of the time in Transnet it will be the people that AJ feels like they need to be appointed or need to leave or need to, maybe they're restructuring. In 2013, did you attend the Gupta wedding? Yes, I did. Did you go to the Waterkloof Air Force Base? Yes, I did. And what did Mr. Mikaba then do with those bags? He would put them in his study. But on this particular day, did you enter the study? Yes. And what did you see? I saw him picking money. Who paid for your honeymoon? AJ did. Uh, how do you know that it was Mr. AJ Gupta who paid for your honeymoon? Because he, he tells me. 
when someone pays. Who told you? My sister told me. From now on, men have been advised to only answer fine thanks and you when asked by the woman how your day was, no matter how much it was bad, difficult, or turbulent. So, yeah, the commission, bro. I know in our chats, yeah. we spoke a bit about the Ramaphosa testimony. Yeah. How, how did you feel about it? Look, um, I caught both days, right? I watched it a bit. And... Ah, but they were very different. Yeah, they were very different. the park for him. Walk in the park in the sense that everything that we had hoped that they would ask him, obviously they didn't, right? Yeah. But I mean, I understand because they still have more things scheduled for him. Maybe they would deal with that there. Yeah. But at the same time, it felt like it was a campaign. He was campaigning because everything was literally there for him to now agree with the commission. Yeah. You know, but the other, the other viewpoint of it is that some were saying that he was actually actually disempowered the commission right in terms of what they were asking by literally agreeing with them, with them. so there wasn't, there wasn't really nothing for them to poke through to poke through deep by yeah, them, yeah so. i also analyzed it in that way but the first the two days were very different yeah for me because the first day clear walk in the park yeah pr exercise started with a long opening statement yes. and even all his answers they were so so lengthy that it was taking time from the evidence leaders yeah. who had to answer him, que- ask him questions question, because yeah. they all have a limited amount of time. Yeah. On the second day, when they all came back, it was clear that they, they knew that people weren't satisfied yeah. with the questions they'd asked. That's when now they touched on Busasa, yes. they touched on the different things, yes. but they it almost felt like it was enough to just bring it up, but not to probe it. Yes. Especially um, with what we just mentioned now, yes. the CR17... Um, campaign statements yeah. and also with the CADA deployment. deployment policy so yeah. all he said is I see the problems but we are fixing it yes. but he was there when the problems were happening yeah so I'm asking would it be enough for Saudi to say that yeah I see we did that back then but now we're fixing it because all of Ramaphosa's answers were in hindsight yeah yeah in hindsight yeah but you were there. What, what, what were we doing? Um, I think that's the disempowering part about it because you were saying that look, with the benefit of hindsight, yeah, he is now able to say, okay, look, maybe we did a misstep here, misstep here. Yeah. We handled this incorrectly. You know, obviously with the benefit of hindsight. But at the same time, that was also absolving him of any of any responsibility, of any responsibility in terms of what actually happened, what went wrong, and you know what his role was. So by him now disempowering them in that regard, they were not now able to prove what actually what his role was yeah. in making those decisions. Make those what he did, what he said, you know, at those critical times. times. Yeah. And for me, like you said, he's coming back, but this time he was there as ANC president. Yeah, yeah. So that's over. Yeah. But I feel like there was so much left yes. that wasn't asked. Mm. And now when he comes back as South Africa's president, what, what really is there to be discussed now? I mean, he's going to come back, obviously, as um, in his capacity as deputy president. president, right? So everything that was happening in government, mm. especially now when we talk about state capture, because obviously state capture is not ANC. is not ANC per yeah. se, but state capture is in the government. But at the same time, Government is made of three spheres. There's three spheres of government, legislative, yeah, judicial, ju- no, judiciary, yeah. right? judiciary sure. legislative, and obviously the government, the yes. government themselves. Yeah. So now, when you talk about state capture, we need to be able to look at all three spheres, mm. right? And assess properly that, okay, was the judiciary captured by yeah. the Guptas? Because obviously this is Jacob's men, the Guptas, were they captured? Why? Yeah. 
legislature where they captured maybe because in any case he went through nine motions of no confidence but because he was in charge yeah. he still had the power to say okay power. so in that regard when you look at state capture you need to look at it holistically but at the same time we need to find out okay Ramaphosa you were there for yeah. five years yes. what was your role, role there. also as head of government business at the end of mm. the day the president he was the head of government business yeah. looking after all the so yes, which yes. were all captured and he by says the it was a million executive role you know and just to, one more thing you know Gwede Mantashe came out and said um, the first five years of Zuma's um, administration was progressive mm. and then things kind of went wrong in the second five, five years in the second term that's the same term Ramaphosa was saying yeah. you know so if things went wrong in that second term what was Ramaphosa's role in, within that second term you know to things to de- degenerate to where yeah. they actually got to in that sense yeah. Yeah. I think that's what he has to literally answer to and if the commission does not poke hard enough or ask the relevant yeah. questions in that regard I think um, it might just prove a lot of people right that this commission quote unquote a sham yeah. you know so I don't know but they did say also in the commission the commission yeah. reports to Ramaphosa yeah. so it, it's also like a bit weird as to how much can you probe someone yeah. on things that you're going to report Both to them yeah. on but as being of the group does now yeah. they've been banned in in the uk they can't yeah. do business in the uk yeah. there's also pressure on them and then coming back to norma's testimony yeah sure for all of us it's just funny seeing <laughs> you know a woman that used to defend yeah. her husband at every corner yeah. now go against him yeah and but i i think because of that the funny part of it we don't realize how serious the stuff she was yeah, saying for sure, is for sure. because she's basically the first one that is clearly outlined from the inside yes. something somebody who had direct dealings with the Guptas I mean talking about how she knew about the ministers and these yeah. are things that have been in the media for sure, and for sure. with other people but yeah. now this was the first time we heard from someone who was almost an active player yeah but do you think how damning do you think that evidence is for firstly for Mulusi yeah. but also for the other guys who dealt with the Guptas I think um the most important thing is is that at the end of the day this is still hearsay yeah because it's from the commission yeah, it's court. still hearsay I mean from Norma herself I mean yeah. she did say one two three, three where the receipts are on the other end you know because mm. Mulusi apparently now he's applied to cross-examiner so yeah. that'll be quite interesting in terms of now he'll find out he'll ask her me I don't know what type of provocation yeah. he'll ask her but also these are things that she said she heard yeah. from Mulusi yeah. These are things that he told her, obviously, in confidence, pillow talk, yeah, right? Exactly. But these are things that she heard. Yeah. So at the same time, if Malusi comes out and says, you, you're lying, what then? What, what, what then? At the same time, I mean, her story corroborates what's already outside. Outside. Yeah, so obviously, you tend to lean on believing her yeah. because one plus one is two with the smoke is fire. Yes, but at the same time, it's still hearsay. Yeah. Where is the picture of the bag of money? Ah. Wait, is that, you know that's Wait, that's how I'm looking at it. No, it's true. But because at the same time, sorry about that. At the same time, right? The person who started this thing is Kika. Yeah. He started the fight with Norma by calling the Hawks exactly. who went there without jurisdiction. Exactly. Exactly. He went about it the wrong way, and I mean, for it to get to this point, I think it would be unfair for us to blame it on Norma. Yeah. Because he's the one who started it. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, she now retaliated, and it's just unfortunate that. Bedroom talk, pillow talk is out in the public now. But at the same time, maybe it's actually what we need as a public to kind of get through this chapter, Mm. you know, of state capture. Yeah. And it's all, you know, secrecy, it's connecting the dogs, we don't know. But now, like you said, there's someone who 
who has first hand, second hand knowledge, yes. you know. Yes. So, but speaking of airing dirty laundry, bro, yeah. uh, let's talk about Money High season five, <laughs> starting our Tokyo. <laughs> what, what, is, what was Tokyo saying with the 15 zeros, bro? Yo, quadruple, quadruple. <laughs> Look, you know, quadruple, Um At first, right, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Until I saw those numbers, <laughs> until I saw those numbers, 15 zeros, I was like, All right, okay, cool, but I told you, maybe you did get scammed, <laughs> maybe you did get scammed, but when I was talking to my brother about it, I mean, he thinks, Tokyo probably put his money in there, yeah. and he lost his money, his money. or he was thinking he was going to make a quick buck quick from this, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think, yeah. I also think the latter, because he said, they presented the numbers to him, yeah. they said you can manage those numbers, yeah. And now it didn't go right, so it's a bit of a funny one. Yeah. But it just shows so many more cracks in these guys. Yeah. What's Tokyo's situation with the ANC now? <sighs> Tokyo is still card carrying member. Member, you know, is a respected member of the movement, right? If I put it like that. But I mean, I don't think he's active, active yeah. in that regard. That is in the NEC. He's not in any decision making. He's an elder. He's an elder. He's an elder of the movement. Yeah. I think that's what. I think that would be. That would be the appropriate way to describe yeah. him. He's an elder of the movement, you know. But I think this has probably damaged a bit of the cloud that still had left. How does a yeah. person that says, I was in the struggle, yeah. I fought against white dominance, white supremacy, yeah. then I decided to be ambassador of the white spiritual voice. <laughs> Fine. I'm like, do you need any other like evidence that this yeah. thing is a bad idea? I think the worst part of it, right, is that the Gmail that they have there, the email address yeah. that they have there is a Gmail address. My man. That's the first red flag. <laughs> Gmail, you can see it that, okay. Bro, nah, every scam, yeah, yeah. like every tick box exercise of a scam starts with It's a 419, bro. Yeah, bro, it's a 419. It's crazy. But I want to touch on something that um, is very like close to my heart. Yeah. And that's um, what happened last week, because we weren't shooting last week yeah. with the Cuban engineers. Yeah, for sure. That, that came through. So for me, um, obviously, it's it's a personal thing, and I don't usually like mix my two occupations. Yeah. But as somebody who studied engineering, watched like their parents struggle to pay your engineering fees, then went to work uh, designing water and sanitation yeah. systems, then went back to register for a master's, masters. to study water engineering, yeah. and seeing how much like talent there is yeah. in South Africa, you know, adverts, bro, like the standard is so high and. We always say unnecessarily how you do so much theory that you never even use at work, you know, and those things. And then now you see the excuse that Lindy Wessusuli is making for bringing the engineers, talking about skills. Yeah. And you're like, but how? And this is a follow-up from the doctors that yeah, were brought in. Today we have a situation where doctors aren't being... Uh, employed because apparently the posts unfunded. Yeah. So you look at all this money that went to Cuba for the doctors. Now you look at all this money that's going to Cuba for the engineers, yeah. and you still know there are a lot of engineers that aren't um, employed in South Africa currently. So what do you think the actual, the real agreement with Cuba is that's taking place here? Because all the stories were being sold yeah. are clearly not true. I mean, South Africa-Cuba relationship goes way, way, way back. You know. Um, I think the biggest problem that people have is that that agreement or relationship we have, right? When does it stop? When exactly. does it expire? Or even when does it take a pause? Because exactly. now we're going yeah. through a pandemic. Yeah. We we don't have funds. We yeah. have 
we we have unemployment when does it even take a pause yeah but also why can't you be honest with the people because how how, how okay how do they justify because um, i mean cuba's biggest source of foreign currency is them sending out their doctors mm. their engineers and whatever the doctors get paid and engineers get paid the they country takes a yeah. portion of it that's the bigger source of their foreign currency i mean skills wise we have to give it to them they do have the skills they've managed to develop skills mm. under very hostile environment yeah. of sanctions by the usa not being able to literally trade with other countries because of the sanctions but at the same time like you said got a problem with unemployment in South Africa. We don't have a skills problem. We don't, right? have, a, we don't, we have, don't skills have a skills problem. problem. We don't have a jobs problem. The yeah, jobs, jobs problem is, might be there, are there. Are, is the private sector and government playing ball to get the people in those jobs? No. But now when you bring in those Cubans, like you're saying, in those positions where you could could have taken you, you know, because you have the skills, and I'm not just blowing your air or whatever. I mean, I'm qualified for the Cubans. You, <laughs> 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 you see, but at the same time, okay. um, I think it was a PR nightmare. Why? Exactly. Because those skills transfers or exchanges happen across all departments. Yeah. You know, with different countries, Germans, whatever. Yeah. But there's no halabaloo around it. There's no one waiting at the airport for them to come and welcome them and saying, you're here, you're here. So now when you do that, obviously you bring yourself attention, unnecessary attention. Yeah. This thing could have gone under the radar, if you're being honest, and they could have just kept it moving. Kept it yeah. yeah, I think I think for me, it's, it's uh, sort of undermining the public. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, we know the history of South Africa and Cuba. Yeah. We know. Tell us the truth. Yeah. Tell us you want to donate money Assist to Cuba. To Cuba, yeah. You know, tell us you want to donate money to Cuba and you want to bring their guys here. They're getting the experience from here. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, EXA, the engineering council, has come out and said, but according to our rules, if yeah. these guys don't meet professional registration standards, yeah. they can't even work on their own. Yeah. Now you have a guy supervising, supervising a guy yeah. that's supposed to be imparting skills it's to the so other right. guy. And then now the funniest thing they say, because the Cubans have experience with aged infrastructure. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, but they patch. And our biggest issue now is maintenance. Yeah. Right. But it looks like our government is maintenance is not on It's not a priority. It's not a priority. According ESCOM, Across the whole across board, the, the whole road, board. you can see with the roads. We'd rather now give out a tender and challenge Kondirishi and so on and, and then, but don't maintain that road. It's useless. Exactly. You know, it's useless. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I think it's an indictment on AXA also, mm. right? The other professional bodies, you can't practice. Yeah. You can't practice. AXA, you can practice with or without them. Yeah. Depending on also where Be- you practice it. Yeah, because yeah. AXA... There are a lot of loopholes, yeah. not in just EXA, but in the engineering faculty, in yeah. the engineering field as a whole, because EXA almost controls once things go wrong. Yes. It's a known secret that in South Africa, a lot of guys that aren't qualified to practice engineering are practicing practice, engineering. If, yeah. you get, if you look at all the tenders that are going out for yeah. infrastructure, if you went and actually checked who's on site, you'd realize that there are a lot of those loopholes. But as bad as that is, those things still are getting done to a certain extent. But that won't happen in the auditing faculty. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? In That's what I'm saying. Me, that it won't happen. happen. That's what I'm saying. That exactly. that might be an indictment also on AXA themselves to look at, I don't know how, what type of body they are. But they, they don't have, you also have to look at how much power they have. Yeah. So if you look at engineering or infrastructure, the government has decided that that's where they're going to give, they're going to empower people through. Yeah, for sure. You know, they can't do that in medicine. They can't say, guys, if you don't have any work, 
maybe just go and be assisting in the surgery or whatever. Fair but enough, the government yeah. has chosen that through projects on infrastructure, that's where they're going to put, uh, what do you call this, EPWP? Yeah, for sure. They're going to put this other one's called Vukupile, where they get yeah. small contractors and they build them. So it's just the, the over... It's just overcapacitated because people have, sure. the government has clearly said that we're going to stand set the standard this low. Yeah. Now, if you're gonna take a guy who has no engineering experience, give him a big contract, then tell them they need an extra registered engineer yeah. that's gonna charge them a certain amount, they're gonna be like, we can't afford that. Let's just get someone there. So it's the government not really supporting EXA as well. Yeah, I, I hear you right, but my thing is even with the built environment, that's why you have the H what? Mm. HNPSA, yeah, 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 those guys deal with the quality of the work, the yeah. bricklaying, what yeah. you're doing there, if there's cracks in three years' mm. time, obviously you can get reported there and then you get revoked, then there's the CIDB. Yeah. But the engineering thing, I think, I hear what you're saying, yeah. but it could be totally different. In no, the it could be. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of problems with it, yeah. but yeah, it's if government's mandate is to empower people through it, they, 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 they won't do they won't empower yeah. and then put strict restrictions on it but yeah okay i don't think we have time to cover the vaccine rollout but the j and j is back on yeah what yeah, do you yeah. think of that um yo i'm cool bro <laughs> but why did they suspend it bro one in six million people you know six clots yeah in about six, six million people, people that have been uh, uh vaccinated at least partially in america and then South Africa just stops it following in yeah. from America. And we already knew that they're going to come out and say, ah, the chances are so low. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, we yes. had to think about that before they could. I think it's two ways, right? Um, there's the liability capability clause that they have that, you know, those J&J guys or the producers of the vaccine can't be held liable. Yeah. The state will be held liable if something, happens. something happens. So I think maybe there was, there was just a bit of caution on this, just to make sure that everything is still cool, everything is fine, before they say, okay, we're just going to carry on with this thing, and then boom, next thing someone else dies, something yeah. happens in that regard. But at the same time, international best practice, mm. the USA obviously sets the standard, and then we just follow. I don't know what that says about our research councils and all My these guys, man. but... Exactly. Unfortunately, the leaders and we are followers. I said on the last follow. episode when we yeah. shot with uh, Sumeya and Kateko that right now you might as well just watch US news yeah. and then you watch our news two weeks later on catch up yeah, to exactly. say this is what's going on yeah. with the vaccine. But America's. Huh? Is that a surprise? Though? It's not. Because I mean, they are the number one country, yeah. the world most powerful, all those things. So I think it makes sense that, look, Putting aside the fact that in general SA like wants to be like America, but I think all countries sort of follow the USA. Yeah. But so then there's also logic. Of course. Sometimes <laughs> there's logic. And the the thing that when we were talking last week we said, okay, now internationally we have access to all the news, right? Yeah. So America makes a mistake, then we question the mistake, South Africa follows on the mistake. We question them, they use the same explanation America used, then they want to come back and say, no, now we are changing with America. Like now, the, the, the justification Zuelim Kiza is giving is that the chances of you getting the, clot, the clot are very minimal. We were saying that the whole time, yeah. but he was denying it then. Oh, yeah, they were saying they have to stop it, they don't know if it's safe. So that's the problem of like, 
So what's the use of our government? Yeah. What I, mean, I guess, yeah, it was clearly wrong to uh, Dis- dismiss yeah. it. To dismiss, but I think clearly the government had to try and show some kind of caution. Like, yeah, for let's, sure. Let's let's see if there's an alternative solution yeah, for sure. before we go back to... Yeah. You know, you know, sorry, just one last thing, right? I think that's a little bit off, right? Yeah. Is how... What's going on in India now? My man, like, oh, what's going on in India no. right now? And then now the US at the same time. The US are doing that. They, 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 they still have what you call this, the serum that they use to manufacture the vaccine. Okay. It's still embargoed to be exported. Okay. Yeah, because India is wants that stuff to manufacture vaccines, obviously. Cause oh, yes. But and then the US, though, they, they can't import that. Yeah. A couple of days later, Bill Gates says he does not support or he said no to the sharing of the ip yeah. around the manufacturing of the vaccine. south africa actually led the push yeah. to have the 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 ip of yeah. the vaccines being made public, public so that yeah. countries can start Got distributing made, yes. right and then and america said no, no. they apparently they, they they're saying that the fact that they they have it alone means that people are, can still invest yes. and, and the the research moves faster and we're like well, bro, then, bro. if you really want us to believe that you didn't start the vaccine, exactly. the, the, the Panasonic, the, the Panasonic, <laughs> this is not the way to go yeah. about it. Because now in India, as much as those politicians have made mistakes yeah. and declared the virus non-existent too yeah. early, now people are dying. For you to watch people die yeah, with crazy. the power to just give them literally the with a stroke IP, of a pain, yeah. like literally with an email, you can save Daily. thousands of lives daily, and you're saying no to that. And yet you want us to believe that this thing was not planned. Yeah, and then you make fun of people that are saying it like our conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Dude, these people are making so much money. You know, you, you can't, there's even a non-refund policy yeah. on the vaccine. Dude, they want um, state assets as surety. My man, for a vaccine. For a vaccine. State assets as surety. And Bill Gates once said, there was Bill Gates if he wants to run for public office. And he said, no, he doesn't want to be president. He feels like when you invest money in the right places, you have more yeah. power than the president. Definitely. And you look at this, how many presidents are going to be indebted to Giant Pfizer, J&J, no. Well, AstraZeneca's out the way because they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> and I... I Look, but America right now, they're opening up. I think New York, they said New York's going back to normal on the 4th or something of yeah. July, 1st of July. And I think he, Joe Biden said, if you have been vaccinated, you can walk around without a mask. Without a mask. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not too sure, but they have the power to, to, to go back and change if things go yeah, wrong. They're sure. not like India. India, if things go wrong, That's they gone. fuck. Yeah. America, they have the power to change things, take a new turn. But... With Joe Biden uh, yeah. allowing people to who are vaccinated yeah. to not wear masks, do you think they're trying to appease the faction of, of Trump supporters who were against half feeling like half. they're being oppressed by masks? And half and half. I think those guys are defeated. But the economies are suffering. And I think it's more a case of, well, we're not going to beg you to take the vaccine. We're just going to say, guys that have taken the vaccine can do stuff. Because now America's problem is convincing people to take the vaccine. Our problem is even seeing if the vaccine exists. Like, so... (laughs) We don't have. We don't have. But yeah, I think that covers my main topics. Anything you want to add in before we close? Um, Support black business. Let's push black business. Hard being in business and being black. But we can do it together. We can do it together. We can change the world. You know, um, 
can change the economy. Yeah. You know, we can restructure it. We can achieve things beyond our wildest dreams if we just come together, be united and support each other, you know, purposefully, you know, we make the decision to support each other. It mustn't yeah. be a second choice of afterthought, yeah. no. Must do it on purpose. Yeah. And then ah, we'll so okay. what did you think of racist banks must fall? Ah, bro, we were actually having this conversation last night around the fire. Um APSA is an organization. I'm not scared to mention it. Yeah. APSA is an organization, it's not a company anymore, right? Yeah. But the people inside that organization, they the problem. Yeah. They the problem. And obviously when Daniel Minelli came in there, he came in obviously as CEO. Mm. He is the person who is entrusted with the strategy. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why the company would still have to defend Maria Ramos's strategy. Yeah. You know, when you have a new guy that you headhunted, waited for the cooling off period. Yeah. He's in there for eighteen months and then jiggy jig all of a sudden something is wrong. So it's that culture of the Buddha bond, the white boys, you know, mm. clubbing back together, taking what's theirs, yeah. that I think ultimately pushed Daniel Minnelli out, unfortunately, you know. Even if you look at it, say they are say certain staff members that were threatening, obviously, to leave. If you look at that group um, of companies, list group of directors, whatnot, you can just see that these guys are yeah. scheme savers. <coughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of problems there. Yeah. There's a lot of problems. It's not just them. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's almost there's a very big well fucking yeah. attitude. Exactly. We we done China appease to the, you to know the why? black people. I, my suspicion why that is like right. If you look at those the board of directors of all the big banks, NetBank has Ina Kondongwa. He's the head of ANC's economic policy. Mm. He sits on the board or he sits on the board. They've got the Royal Course. I think he's going to be chairperson of Discovery Bank. He's chairperson of the PIC. He is the money that is funding all these banks. Yeah. But he's also on those boards. And then you've got APSA, Sipo Pichani, I think it's Anglo Platz and all yeah. of that. So all those so-called influential black people are there rubber stamping this yeah. land transformation. Yeah. So obviously those guys, because they have those guys, all of those guys in their pockets, they're gonna be emboldened. They're mm. gonna be brazen about it. They don't have to, to be hide like, it anymore. Because yeah. in any case, head of ANC's economic transformation is sitting on the board with us. Mm. So is he gonna make decisions like pushing for a state-owned black bank or increasing how pushing for how banks are licensed, getting more banks licensed, and making cutting the red tape around that yeah. when he sits on the board of that bank? He's not gonna create competition yeah. for that exactly. bank. But story for another day. Story for, <laughs> story another, for day. another day. It's good having you back, bro. Nah, I missed you guys. <laughs> even now, I'm going to dip a bit and then I'm going to come back crazy, guys. My presence again. <laughs> Yo, right, but I cool. missed you guys. That's <laughs> right. So that's what we're going to leave it for today, guys. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for yep. joining us. Don't forget to do the usual. Like, subscribe, comment, share the video with a friend or two. And yeah, do stay tuned. We're still shooting at Sim Coffee at 3 Campbell Road, right here in Four Ways. And yeah, stay tuned. Cheers.